गुरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय अंतरराष्ट्रीय श्रीमद् भागवतम की जय पूर्व भक्तवृंद की Might just be recording the wind. I don't know how that work in the wind. We'll see. So how's everyone? Good. Okay. So today we come to the second verse. As I mentioned, there are three introductory verses. And in the first verse, the author offers his obeisances to the deity. Namaskar. In the second verse, the, what the book's about is described in essence. And in the third verse, a blessing is given to the readers. So, that's called respectively Bastunardesh and the in Sanskrit anyway, and the Ashurvat, so here's the Vastu Nirvesh, Vastu Nirdesh, the verse that describes the book, its contents, what we can expect. Dharma Projita Kaitavotra Paramo Nirmatsaranam Satam Vedyam Vastava Matra Vastu Sivadam Tapatrayun Mudanam Srimad Bhagavate Mahamunikrite Kimba Parayarishwara Sadhyo Hridaya Abharudhya Tetra Kitibihi Susu Subhis Dakshanat Verse appears to also be very much a glorification of the text and for the purpose of arousing some interest and faith in it. It really does pick up where the Bhagavad Gita leaves off. Sarvadharman puritya mami kam sharanam praja. Krishna says, abandoning all sorts of dharma. Puritya means to reject rejecting all types of dharma I think from a Godi perspective it carries with it the idea mentioned here in real completely which includes the uh, kind of the upper end of dharma or the the fruit of dharma the fruit of uh, appropriate, ultimately in selfless action, gyan, knowledge. Sarvadharman puritya so rejecting these ideas of the roller coaster ride of material life, the ups and downs, going to heaven and coming back, and so forth. This kind of ideal and mukti. Just take shelter with me. So here we find that this here picks up where that leaves off. Kind of a full explanation of, of, of that here in the Bhagavatam. Dharma Projita Kaitavotra. So all types of Dharma and here for sure the great Sridhar Swami has commented the word Projita here meaning reject also includes Mukti, liberation, Gyan in that sense, so rejecting all other paths. Dharma Projitakaitavotra. Uh, it characterizes these paths as a kind of cheating. This has been brought out nicely by Krishna Skabiraj Goswami and Chetan Charitamrita in his explanation of his uh, Namaskar verse, the second of his two Namaskar verses to Chaitanya Charitamrita, the one of which is more specific. Pande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sarodito Purodai Pushpavanto Chitro Sando Tamo Nudo What is the 
Tama, the darkness that these two, Gaur and Nityananda, arising simultaneously like the moon and the sun at the same time, how bright that might be. What an occasion to take note of that would be. Arising on the horizon of Godadesh, as they did, excuse me, in West Bengal. And uh, in doing so, did what? They bestowed Chitro uh, Sando, a wonderful, astonishing gift eradicates all the darkness, makes all of the paths, it means, look dark in comparison. Not really, we should be careful here for a moment, not really the paths. Hmm. He makes clear. Because after all, the paths are given in the texts, in the sacred texts, the path of karma or dharma, the path of jnana and so forth. They have their place for people who have not heard this loud statement here of, of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is, after all, the mature fruit of Vyasa's work, after he wrote about Dharma, after he wrote about Jnana and so forth at, at length in all the Vedic literatures, which left him, of course, unsatisfied, excuse me, unfulfilled, as we talked about yesterday, rendering one explanation of the first verse, not that that truth that was left aside or not um, showcased in the work of Vyas, residing as it was in the heart of his guru, Nard was infused within Vyas, and he came out with the great Srimad Bhagavatam, retiring all of the paths, equating them with ignorance. But Chaitanya Chaitamrita makes the point, and it's an important point, it's not the paths necessarily, but the desires that people have people on the paths. The paths are meant to kind of help them. Uh, the desire for karma, the desire for jnana is, is the problem. Otherwise, dharma and jnana, they have some place, as long as people have not, what, have not heard this kind of a statement, which should immediately... Um, Awaken faith in the Bhagavatam. Why any other path? Why should I take it? Completely rejecting the other pursuits as being futile in comparison to this work. It is so powerful that just the desire to, if, if, if the Bhagavatam is, if we can just, through statements like this, which are accurate, they're not exaggerations can um, uh, awaken in the hearts of people the desire to pursue this, to study this. Krishna will become captured, imprisoned in their heart. Immediately it says, Immediately. That Krishna, who is the that we've already heard, the Satyam Param, the end of all truth, the highest truth, that will become arrested in your heart. It means what? That this book gives praying. This book, this is Abhideya Shloka also about the means. It gives praying. Because why? We know that this is the quality of praying. One of the qualities. That it has the power to conquer Krishna, to arrest Krishna. So no other path affords us that um, possibility that potential. And so, by way of comparison, they should be rejected. Kabiraj Krishnadas explaining his Namaskar verse, as I mentioned, cites this verse, of course, and he says, this is the dark, what is the darkness of ignorance, then? It says, Tarnam Kaitam, we call it cheating. What is that? Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. So this is a powerful statement. I mean, to say that the, the really the desire for dharma, art, the common moksha, which is often thought to be the whole gamut of possibilities in life, 
their desires. Everyone is moving according to desire. Desires according to the modes of nature. Hmm. It basically have us in pursuit of different of a few different goals. Call them whatever you want. There are millions and millions of pleasure goals and accomplishment goals. Hmm. Virtuous goals, virtue goals that constitute virtue. To be honest, to be have integrity and so forth. Again, again, to accomplish things, to be the the prime minister, to be the best gardener, whatever, to be the top of your field. <laughs> A little bit of Rajagun is there, yeah. and everybody, hopefully. And that can be harnessed and to become a good devotee. But and tamagun, pleasure seeking only for the sake of pleasure. These are the basic goals. I mean, this is at first it might sound simplistic. There are only four desires, or three or four. But uh, these ideas that dharma, artha, kama, kama being pleasure, artha being accomplishment, and uh, dharma being virtue. They, cover the whole range of human aspirations. They correspond with the influence of the modes of nature, dhamma, rajas, and sattva. And so what more could there be than that? That's the whole world. There's something more. What is that? Moksha. Beyond the world of our experience. Beyond the paroksha. Aparoksha. That's like huge then. <laughs> this whole world is big enough, it's captivated people, and then you can go beyond and never return to the moksha. Moksha, what else can we say about it? Mukti. It's defined moksha, mukti, by way of saying, away from this, liberation, freedom. Much as the desires are all one form or another of bondage, what can we say about it? It's unexpressible. We can only talk about it in a negative context by way of saying it's not that. It's not the world. It's so big that it's the idea is that words cannot do justice to it. So now we've really covered the whole range of possibilities. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes with Nityananda Prabhu. And this is the Gaudiya, the Goswami reflections on that event. That if we were to have a metaphor to describe them, we would have to take the two principal luminaries, that which lights the day and that which lights the night, sun and the full moon, and combine them together to try to say something about the luminosity that they bring with them. Let me continue, he says, basically, Krishna's Kaviraj. Vandei Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Gododai Pushpabonto Chitro Samdo Tamonudo. It is full of um, wonder. This is the actually what is that term? The, the basis of chamatkar, the, the basis of rasa. It is astounding, astounding. Chamatkar, they come to give rasa, chamatkar, and, and and it is so bright that the whole of dharma, artha, kama, the whole world and beyond. The aspirations for these things, which are thought to be all aspirations that are possible practically by most people, they are darkness. We call it darkness. We call it cheating. So the verse is very much in this way about the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's about Bhagavatam, but we know Bhagavatam, we've already discussed Bhagavatam is about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the gift that he's come to give. We call it Panchama Purushartha. What does Panchama mean? Fifth, we have Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. These are the the um, 
Purushartha. Chatur, they call it Chatur Purushartha. Chaturvarga. The four goals of life. Four. Purushartha, things that can be accomplished by human beings. Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was given the Panchama Purushartha, fifth goal of life. And this is kind of like unheard of, is the idea. And there's so many texts, sacred texts, and that's the point here, that Vyasa has written before writing the Bhagavatam, and he himself felt incomplete, undone. Something's missing, it's feeling. I haven't quite completed my task. And Nard said, hardly. If you leave it like this, you've done a disservice to the world. <laughs> so, just writing about Dharma, Art, the common moksha, you've done a disservice. You've highlighted only the ignorance of the world, the darkness of desires for, for religiosity, sense indulgence, pleasure, material accomplishment, and liberation. Liberation, too, is darkness. Oh, from the Gaudiya perspective, it is the darkest of the dark. Hmm? <coughs> liberation unto itself that is even darker than staying in this world where at least the Lord is more active and uh, the light of the Bhagavatam is present to guide people it's possibility they may go from Brahman to Bhakti to, to Prem Sugadeva is the example right here in the Bhagavatam but uh, that's rare and he hadn't quite lifted off yet he was still here although liberated so if we, we, we sh- and we should understand this kind of statement in context it's extremely revolutionary that's why I say sometimes this is the Bhagavatam is like the New Testament the Vedic uh, revelation it's a whole new presentation all the old school of Dharma and Karma uh, Artha Moksha all these things they're all obscured by the appearance of the Bhagavatam means by the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by whom we can understand the Bhagavatam really without him how much attention has been given to the Bhagavatam what to speak then if Vyas didn't write it what the problem would be you can see why Narada was upset even after writing it coming out without any um, just coming out with it fully the idea of bhakti and frame that this is the, the, the goal and the means to, to achieve bhakti. After coming right out and, and saying it, still we see for thousands of years until the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who has been able to take advantage of the Srimad Bhagavatam. We don't find Ramanuja has been able to take advantage of Srimad Bhagavatam. He got waylaid in the Padma Purana. Or Madhva, well, he looked at the book a little bit. He wrote a little something on it. Left out any commentary on what might, from a point of view of Tattva, be considered the most important chapters of the Bhagavatam. The Brahmavimohan Leela, where in the context of the Leela, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is shown. Krishna is shown, shows himself to be the source of innumerable Narayans with innumerable universes emanating from them. No wonder Madhva's commentary on the, on the line, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, falls a little short. The evidence in the Leela, later on to substantiate it, he seems to have missed those chapters or they weren't in his his manuscript that he just said a few words about it's true that Balaba wrote a commentary on the Vedanta or on the Bhagavatam Sridhar Swami as well we acknowledge him but we acknowledge him Chaitanya Mahaprabhu acknowledges him very strongly and Balaba's commentary was a commentary that uh, also he um he was a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's hardly as celebrated as the Gaudiya commentary. There they have really 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, because we've already discussed earlier, has really brought home the message, the Bhagavatam, the significance of the Bhagavatam. So even after Vyas came out and just said it, still, who's been able to, to take advantage of it? It just tells us how close to us bhakti is and how distracted we are. Because it really is very um, natural, if you will, compared to any other path. And simple. It's almost too obvious. So obvious that, excuse me, that you miss it. So at any rate, it's, 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 it's important. It's Values amplified here in in the text, and first by saying that what can be found in this book is prem. What can be found in this book is that Krishna, the, the, those who, who study this book, will immediately Krishna will become arrested in their heart. Immediately is a strong phrase. Now Jiva Goswami would comment a little conservatively and say, if they've come to bhakti from, let's say, from Gyan or Inquisitiveness. In the Gita, there's four persons mentioned who come to Bhakti, and those who are pious, no, those who are in, in want of material things, those who want to be free from distress, those who are inquisitive, like sages at Naimishadanya, those who are in knowledge, like Sukadev. So if they come from the latter two, then they progress very quickly. But characteristically, Vishnu Chakritaka will give a very liberal explanation. Immediately, Krishna will be arrested in their heart, even if they don't have faith. And it, it, that, that frame that constitutes what arrests him It'll just come a little, little slower. That's all. Not immediately. But a little bit slower. It seems like it's taking a while for us, but such great persons have another perspective. We're focused and a little bit in the media, just like it's like children. For children to talk about a year is like a year. I have to wait a year. <laughs> and then after a while, you can wait a year, maybe two years. Okay, I can go to school for four years and then I can get out. So they have a different vantage point. A few lifetimes, one, two, or three. Once they start this, maybe two, maybe three. That's all. That's nothing, I think. Very quickly. Krishna will be arrested in their heart. That's a fact, actually. So it's a powerful book. And so then, well, we are drawn to the idea of the Bhagavatam that what is it about this book, its, its frame in general, that Krishna becomes so attracted? And, of course, it's what is showcased is, is, is the love of Radha for Krishna, the highest reach of frame. So, becoming interested in this, hmm, curious about this, as I said before, this attracts Krishna's attention. This is a wonderful thing about the Bhagavatam, that it extends our reach into the Absolute, into such a region that is so um, dear to Krishna. It's his private life, his dear most associates and so forth, that embody the Prem that fuels his wonderful Leelas, that there's completely controlling him turning him into a friend, turning him into a lover, turning him into a son means like he's like completely under, at their control, under their control, completely arrested by them. It means that, that the atra, vastu, uh, vastavam, the vastu, the, 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 the essential, when you boil it all down, the truth, what, what is false, the world of appearances hmm, that come and go, and you sort it through it all at the bottom underlying the the appearances there's this substance right Brahman consciousness 
And this underlying essential substance, you can say, by the force of praying, that's why I say, what's the source of Krishna? We can say, Radha. It's causing this substance, it's not a thing that happens in time, but we have to talk about it as, as, as such with the limits of language. Causing this, this ultimate substance to appear like your son, <laughs> be dealt with like one would deal with a son, like a friend, like a lover. <coughs> That's an extraordinary um, uh, amount of control. We all want to control control our circumstances. We think by that we'll we'll have some stability and so forth. But as I said, Bhagavatam is not recommending an overt method for conquering and controlling the world. And the folly of that, which is thought when we'll get uh, security, stability, we may bring about immortality by, what is it called, some kind of biology or something. You know. uh, through science or something like that. Or manipulating nature, changing the nature of nature. No, no, no. Going the other way, but the extent go in within, uh, and but the extent then to which one actually controls the, the real essence, the, sub, the real substance, the meaning of life, is un, un uh, it's unimaginable. I mean, uh, we just kind of take it for granted. We, we hear about Krishna. Sounds good. This is attractive. I mean, this is an extraordinary theological idea, and um, it's so it's a whole new, new testament. After all the other books have been written, it's like the New Testament and the Savior's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he's giving love, not law. Prem. Prem is the only subject of the book. No other subject. Dharma projita kaitavo tra paramo nirmat saranam satam. It is for the devotees. Satam, those who are truthful. And they are characterized here as being non envious. So, this we should understand is a very unbecoming thing in a devotee. We see that envy. There's no place for that. Why there's no place for that? Because. Where is a place for envy in the life of a person who has everything? Who's complete, who's full, and Prem fully satisfies. It addresses the Supreme Lord in one's own heart. So, And you should know, this is the path I'm on. There's nothing better than this. I have no reason to envy anyone. What is their situation? See my good fortune. So envy disappears from the heart of the, of the devotees. Vedyam vastavam atravastu. And it is, this Bhagavatam is for such people, for the devoted, rejects all of the paths. And Vedyam vastavam, it, it gives comprehensive knowledge of the real substance of life. And Shivadam, Tapatrayunmuladam, it is all auspicious tapatrayonmulanam the it uproots the uh, tapatray this is what Sanatana asked keami kene jartapatray such a learned person Sanatana we talked about him the other day on the day of his blessed Tirubhav so learned from a academic point of view, so learn it from an in, 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 insightful, intuitive point of view. And how did he position himself before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Keami kene jartapatroi. This is my position. Grammi Vavahari Pandit. In the, in the village they call me a pandit, a learned person. But I know, especially seeing you just to see you I know I'm I'm actually a fool okay I'm me I don't know who I am in relation to you I can find out who I am 
I know that. And by that, that this, these uh, threefold miseries of material existence, they will be uprooted altogether. Why? Who am I? Why am I suffering? This is again what I said the other day. This is the question that Om answers. Who am I? Which means, I don't think I am what the world is telling me I am. Uh, someone that has to suffer. I feel, as a human, in human life, I shouldn't have to suffer. The world is telling me that I do. So who am I? Am I the world? I don't think... I'm thinking, no, I must be someone else. Om. The Absolute responding, yes, you are that something else. And no, you don't have to suffer. Why do you have to suffer? Because you're not listening to me. <laughs> Om. No, you don't have to suffer. And Bhagavatam begins with that and then gives a whole explanation of why why you're suffering and why you don't have to suffer. And in such measure that, as I say, the subject is praying. Now you compare suffering under the influence of the modes of nature and praying, which makes relief from the modes of material nature or, for the, or the threefold sufferings, adhyatmic, adhibotic, adhidaivic, look insignificant. Then... Srimad Bhagavate, Mahamunikrite, the author is praised. Srimad Bhagavate, so here is the name of the book. The book has named itself. Most people call, are calling it the Bhagavad Purana. That's my experience, Bhagavad Purana. But the book itself calls itself Srimad Bhagavate, Srimad Bhagavatam. And the Goswamis naturally have attached themselves to this name. The Puranas have also mentioned it like that. But people... Uh, in general, are quick to call it the Bhagavad Purana, as if to say it's another one of those Puranas. It's couched in the Puranic setting, but it's not another one of those Puranas. It's the Amalam Puranam and yet Vaishnavanam Priyam. It is a spotless Purana and is very dear to the Vaishnavas. Srimat means. Uh, beautiful. So it is the beautiful Bhagwat. The beautiful book about Bhagwat, about, about God. It's the book about beautiful Bhagwan, which means what? Prabhupada used to say, Krishna, well, he's not so beautiful, uh, but when he stands next to Radha, then he becomes beautiful. This is the idea. Madan Mohan. Mohini. So this is the subject of Srimad Bhagavatam. The very name tells it. It's about Krishna from the perspective of Radha, which is driving Krishna mad and turning Krishna into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a pursuit of understanding that. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahamune. Not just anyone has written this book, Srimad Bhagavatam. Not just any Muni any rishi, but the Mahamuni. Mahamuni means that the Krishna Dvaipayana Vyas is considered the, the uh, Shakyavesha avatar of, of, of the Lord himself, has written about himself. He's come in a particular form to write about himself. Maybe we should listen to that if we want to know about him. Here he's writing about himself. The Mahamuni. Mahamuni Krite. So, saying, the Lord Himself wrote this. The Lord Himself wrote about Radha's love for Him in Srimad Bhagavatam. The thing that drives Him mad. Krishna, this book, is writing about His own Guru. Krishna's Kaviraj of Goswami has Him saying, Prajandanandan, saying that, uh, Ami Shishya Guru Nata. Radhikar Prem. Unmata. The preem of Radha is driving me mad. I am her student. She is my dancing teacher. 
She is making me make me the great Brahman, who's everywhere. Move. How can something who's everywhere, that is everywhere, move? <laughs> if you're everywhere, how can you move? Do you understand? She's making me move. I'm everywhere, and she's making me move. This is incredible. Such is the nature of Leela. How will we understand it with logic and reasoning? <laughs> no. Through oral reception of the great Sumat Bhagavatam. So Krishna has written himself about this. This is his Vyasa Puja. <laughs> Offering. <laughs> It's naturally about him because that's what she's all about. She's fully absorbed in him, so it's about the Asharaya Tattva, but from her perspective, ultimately. So it's a very... This verse should really attract our attention. What? This is in a book? And the natural conclusion is, who needs any other book? That's what it says. There is no need for any other book. This will, this will not sound very um, open-minded, hardly postmodern <laughs> in today's world. No need for any other book. But that's our. Please, then we say, please try to understand what the book is. Then you consider the statement here, the strong statement. He makes the statement in the beginning. There's no need for any other book, and then he goes on to explain what. And you go what? There's no need for any other book. No, I mean, there's no need for even any other sacred book. How's that? Is that enough for you? Yes, no other book at all. If there's any other book, it will only be a book that's an outgrowth of this book. Therefore, we have from the Goswamis so many books coming from this book. Only to, And that can make... this. We need no other book because this book can make unlimited books. Unlimited books can be made from this. This is what books are made to be written about, this subject matter, to celebrate it. Or it means all books should be seen as really only talking about this, directly or indirectly, knowingly or unknowingly, because this is the whole subject right here. You understand? This is the whole thing. All of the names are really names of God, and as much as they describe any quality worth having, he has it. So when we fully <laughs> embrace and digest or let's say begin to get nourished from Srimad Bhagavatam, digesting is, that's another thing. That may never be possible to fully digest it, but that's good. Then hunger remains. The taste remains. The uh, necessity for its relishing remains. One never becomes full. But as one becomes so absorbed in Bhagavatam, then in one book, as I say, then the whole world becomes, takes on a different light. He or she could participate in anything in the world and see it from a Krishna conscious perspective. This we find in great Vaishnavas sometimes who aren't overtly engaged in preaching. Some of the associates of Mahabhu, Mahabhu for example, they appeared like worldly people. They saw everything from a Krishna conscious perspective. So it, it's very interesting because it's, it's not like saying, this is pretty like exclusive, it's like pretty narrow, one book only, one way only, one truth only. But you, you, Bhagavatam, after saying that, gives some support to its idea. See the nature of the subject, then if you understand it properly, you see, nothing is excluded in here. Janma the world, you know, the world is really about rasa. Let's face it, that's what it's about. It's about the the kind of aesthetic experience we get from something. Just like I wrote in my book, Rasa, that if you, you know, when someone hits the home run, or someone, you know, when Spain bumps the goal, the final goal in to win the World Cup. They're not. What's exciting, people, is is not how fast it went in, how what, how many take the mathematic, get the calculator out, how high it went, 
how what the distance was or in baseball what the impact of the you know it's the emotional experience behind it the taste the aesthetic experience and everybody's jumping and uh, that's what makes life go around that's what we're living for the taste so here's the book about the full taste the adirasa as we heard earlier regard to the first verse so tasting this understanding this understanding the heart of Bhagawan what makes him tick learning about him the, the supreme subject the ashray the shelter giving subject from the perspective of his own teacher who teaches about him about himself who sees him it's like the teacher can see the student better than the student can see himself I didn't do very well in school, but I remember, it just brings me a thought, that I once, English was my best subject, my favorite subject, and um, we were asked to write a paper, and I wrote a paper, but I didn't study it or anything, I just wrote my feelings. And um, the teacher came and said, you don't, you, I'm shocked that you could write this. That kind of a thing. You could write. You wrote. You should. You should be a writer. You should, you're a thinker. You're, so I guess I wasn't coming out very much. You know? <laughs> but anyway, she, she was uh, one of my gurus. I guess <laughs> she could see my. I had some potential. She thought this was. A, I never would have thought this. This guy here. He's like that. Well, he has such thoughts. Extraordinary. I wish I had that paper. I thought about it from time to time. <clears throat> so, so she can see him, and what is his potential? What he what he does to people? What he's what 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 what, he, what he's like? And she's got him completely, and she's offering him. This is again, Krishna's coming to the world to sing her her glories. Actually, is all the idea of Srimad Bhagavatam. So. Sadyo hridaya varudya tetra The desire to hear about this. This is so close to Krishna that if you become interested in that which is so close to him, he thinks, wow, you're, you're interested in me. I mean, most people are interested in moksha at best or material things. They approach me for that. Oh, how boring. Or if they do become interested in me and want to love me, it's so reserved and calculated. It should be done. It's the best thing. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Close the door, go to sleep. Wake up, eat. Thank you. They're waving something at him. Thank you. Close the door go to sleep but this ragmarg this is as I say this is making the one who's really everywhere dance in Vaikuntha he's moving that's true but he's not dancing <laughs> like a puppet he's, he's not only dancing he's falling over crashing to the ground getting up and falling over. So the point is that this is a subject matter is is what he's all about. So if you become slightly interested in what he's really all about, then he becomes very interested in you. This is the idea. So he becomes arrested in your heart. He goes there. That's natural. That's love psychology. If I find out that you're completely interested in everything that I want to do, what I'm about, then I think, well, <laughs> you should stay close to me. Naturally, you think about that person. So this is what Bhagavatam is about, and who become interested then very quickly, they get this, this capacity to arrest Krishna, to get his attention. If Krishna then gives attention to his attention to us, the whole gives attention to the part, then what is the position of the part? It becomes extraordinary. That's why devotees become important. Because Krishna pays attention to them. They don't think on their own strength. They're humble. But their position is very exalted in his eyes.
So, any question? Yes. What? When someone has some understanding about fact and want to surrender to Krishna, but at the same time his senses are very strong attached to material desire, because of that his will is very weak. Uh, how is it? Because of his desire is not so strong, not enough strong, or because of his attraction to sense to, uh, enjoyment is too strong? Could be either way. But the solution in either case is sadhusanga. That's how the desire will become strong, in that we see the possibility tangibly that this can happen. We can become such the theory is put into to the realm of the practical. Um, and of course, Krishna says in Bhagavatam, the 11th canto, that sometimes my devotees have material desires and they get taken away by them, but they feel some remorse and in this way they progress nonetheless. Some remorse, that's all. They naturally feel some remorse. So I've succumbed to a lower standard and that uh, remorse serves to help well, compensates, so to speak. So anyway, your question is, what's more powerful, material desires or desire for serving Krishna? Is the, is the desire for serving Krishna more, less powerful and material desires stronger? Or, or something like that. Or is it, anyway, the stronger your desire for Krishna consciousness, the weaker, the, the less power that material desires will have upon you. Therefore, as I say, by associating with those who have stronger desire for Krishna consciousness, your resolve that your spiritual desire will be heightened. But if we don't have enough interest to hear about Krishna and take advantage of association of advanced devotees, then material desire will have sway. So, I really think that the problem that you're talking about, devotees wanting Krishna consciousness but being in a weakened position because of material desire, can only um, remain that position in the absence of sadhusanga. I don't think it can, can remain in sadhusanga. Another question? Yes. I recently heard a devotee say that um, if we feel we need to pray for protection, we shouldn't pray to Yashinare but to Govardhan. And I hadn't previously heard that, so I was wondering if you could say something about it. And why did he say Govardhan in particular? I think. Uh, because Nishingadev can only give white impact. Bhakti But why Govardhan in particular? Why not Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Harinam? If you worship Govardhan, then no snakes will ever bite you. <laughs> then you can live at Madhuvan. <laughs> So, as mentioned in the Bhagavatam, so uh, <laughs> I again I don't know. That's why I asked why he's singling out Govardhan. But the idea is that um, I guess what he's emphasizing is the idea of taking shelter of Krishna rather than Krishna's avatars, taking shelter of the Krishna and the Rag Marg rather than Vaidhi Marg. And Shingadeva is said to be a one who destroys obstacles on the path of bhakti, right? At the same time, we find, in contrast to the idea of praying for the removal of obstacles on the path of bhakti, in relation to Krishna bhakti, we find Kunti Devi praying for obstacles. 
in general in life. Let those calamities come again and again because by them I remember you that much more such as you such as your addictive and attractive nature and by remembering you then all obstacles are removed birth and death is removed so the Pandavas went through many difficulties Kunti Devi's you know that they, they were they were uh, their house was burned down and there was an attempt for poisoning and uh, so many troubles and she's reflecting on those and thinking in those times of difficulty we simply remembered you in fact they caused us to remember you that much more and that remembering you will end birth and death which is the real problems of life so sometimes it's said like this in light of this uh, that that with the holy name chanting the holy name we invite difficulties it's it's a way of saying it. it's krishna is so so powerful that um, that he can remove all obstacles um, but i would also point out that Shing Bhagwan has a very prominent place in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, has a prominent place in the Bhagavatam. And it's true that he's a Bhaiti Bhakti deity, but still he has a special place for us uh, treading the Rag Marg under good association, under good guidance. He is a result of meditating on Krishna. It can be also looked at like that. And as much it is said as he was never seen before. Where did he come from? He came from the heart of Prahlad. Corresponding to Prahlad's necessity in all respects. Prahlad's only real necessity was love of Krishna. If we study the Bhagavatam carefully, we see that the deity of Prahlad was Krishna. I've written about it. Uh, some sanghas there, you can look it up. But I've quoted all the verses to show. Prahlad's Ishta, his de- his deity was Krishna. His de- Ishta was not Nasringadev. Nasringadev is a form of Krishna. As a result of meditating on Krishna, who also took care of the material difficulties of Prahlad, which is uh, said to be the extraordinary, uh, if you will, nature of Krishna, that he carries what the devotees lack and preserves what they have. He actually, in the, in the extreme, he actually uh, carries what they lack. He, he brings them their, their material necessities, few that they may be. And that's like astonishing. So Krishna, in the form of Nasringadev, who is said to be a sad... Sad Aishvarya. He has all six opulences, like Ram and like Krishna. Only these three. As explained in, um, what is the book of Rupa Goswami? Lagu Bhagavatamrita. Hmm? He was meditating on Krishna. And his situation was awkward, as we know. He was had so many material obstacles that his father was trying to poison him and threw him in a pit of snakes and so on and so forth. Those things weren't bothering him, but they were a little bit um, awkward, I guess. (laughs) 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 So, anyway, Krishna appeared in a form to deal with the circumstances given the blessing of his devotee, Brahma, to the demon Hiranyakasipu, he had accomplished. This is Krishna. He is um, uh, what is the Sanskrit word? It's quality expert, daksha. He's expert. He's one of the qualities of Krishna. You can say in the Shringar Dev is the is the daksha of Krishna incarnate. How ingenious is his appearance to deal with the the awkward uh, situation in that the one who is causing trouble to his devotee, whom he's the protector of, hmm, could not be killed at night. 
neither in the day, not by any man, not by any animal, not on the land, not on the water, not in the air, not by any weapon, and so on and so forth. This kind of calculated immortality of Hiranyakasipu that was that he received the blessing from Brahma for, which was he had to preserve the blessing of Brahma. He had to protect his devotee. Rod was completely dependent upon him. Completely a sharnagata. He had no material desire. And no other shelter. So, he came. Appeared not as a man, not as an animal. He killed him not on the land, not on the water, not on the air, but on his lap. Not with any weapon, but with his fingernails. Ripped him apart, and so on and so forth. And we also have the example of the great and venerable Sri Gopal Bhattu Goswami, who had the Nishinga Shila, among others, in a basket, right? And on, was it on Nishinga Chaturdasi, I think, the appearance there of Nishinga, he was thinking about how devoted Prahlad was that the Lord appeared to him from a stone, from a pillar, from a stone, right? the pillar, he appeared from there. What was the intensity of Prahlad's dependence on the Lord? And, and, and if I could have that, and, and, and he had the, the desire also to decorate the deity, which the Shalagram doesn't lend as much to in terms of having the dress and so forth. And so... Then he went to sleep at night. He awoke, and the, what the basket there was was tilted. He thought there was a snake inside the basket. Carefully opened it up, and there was Radha Raman. Radha Raman is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Radha and Krishna combined. He's the fulfillment of, a, of the desire of Gopal Bhatta in this instance, and earlier, it's the fulfillment of the prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who told him, "Go to Vrindavan." I'm leaving now from South India. Your parents are now Radha, devotees of Radha and Krishna. I've converted them from the worship of Lakshmi Narayan and Vaidhi Bhakti. Take care of them until they're, uh, they, they pass on from the world. Then you come to Vrindavan, meet Rupa and Sanatan, stay with them. And I'll see you again. You'll see me again there. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never came back. But he came back in this form. Therefore, Radharaman is considered to be the combined form of Radha's, they call him Radharaman, but it's only Raman that's standing there. Radharaman. So he came out of the stone, he came out of the Nishinga Shila, Krishna. And Krishna, and Nishinga came out of Krishna. So he's a very special avatar. And, um, and of course it's true that Prahlad's Ishtadeva to being Krishna Nonetheless, he had a Vaidhi orientation to Krishna Bhakti, like Narada, like the inhabitants of Dwaraka and so forth. That's true. But Nishingadeva is more closely related to Krishna than any of the other avatars, and he makes a huge appearance in the Bhagavatam, very significant appearance. I mean, it, it begins talking about it and what the Maybe the, the third canto, the whole seventh canto practically, is dedicated to him. He's the deity of Nanda Maharaj in his house in Goloka Vrindavan. That's who they worship. He was the deity of Srivas Thakur at Srivas Angam, which is non-different from Vrindavan, where Mahaprabhu performed his kirtans. Uh, he appeared in Gorlila, in the Sankirtan movement, Sankirtan is the primary outreach of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, the, the means, if you will, for his for praying. And he showed himself to be the protector of that. Indeed, the Mudanga was his, said to be his favorite instrument. He told the Kazi, don't break that drum, or I'll break you, he said. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, once from his house, noticed a peculiar wind 
every morning during the Brahma Muhurta that seemed to be going going through going down the road and dissipating at Sribas uh, at the Yoga Pit, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where he was in the process of developing a, a, a temple and so forth. And then he, he realized, oh, it's Nishringadev every morning going to the Ar- Gaur Artik. <laughs> <laughs> so he's prominent in the Gaur Leela. And um, so, and the prayers that Prabhupada instituted, they are also they were also sung by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That Bahir Nasringa Hridaye Nasringho. When he, at the Jagannath, in Jagannath Puri, there's a temple, there's a deity of Nasringa also. So there he sang those prayers. The other side of that prayer, you know, we say, Namaste, let's say, Namaste Narasinghaya Pralalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
as uh, Ram, you know, that sister of Ravan approached you and you cut off her nose. So for the criticizing, (laughs) but their criticism is is the supreme uh, state of perpetual glorification of Krishna. If any, if Prahlad would come to Vrindavan, the whole of Vrindavan would be paying obeisances to him, or Narada. So, Trinadapi Sunichena, and respect for all the avatars. Jiva Goswami, establish a deity of Nishingadev. You can, you can have the darshan of that deity in Jaipur. Did you know it? And Jiva Goswami is the deity of Sridhar Swami. Sridhar Swami's commentary on Bhagavatam was the commentary that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave so much uh, deference to. He, 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 he said to have understood the Bhagavatam by the grace of Nisringadev. When I get the darshan of Jiva Goswami's deity of Nisringadev, I pray that I might by his grace understand the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam in light of Jiva Goswami's understanding. So in this way we should try to see Nisringa and all the avatars in relation to our our deity and only have good things to say about them. And so, well, should we pray to him to remove obstacles in, in, in the Sankirtan. Seems to have been a place for that in, 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 in Gaur-Lila. And Prabhupada instituted those prayers when the devotees were attacked on Sankirtan in New York. So he said, you can sing these prayers. Anyway, that's my answer. Sringa Bhagavan Ki Jai. Alright, we stop there. Grantaras Simat Bhagavat Kija. Gaur Bhaktabrinda Kija. Gaur Kamandi.